Welcome to the Home Medic. You're listening to the segment on mold. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Once again, if you don't want your money in your wallet, you can always send it to Heidi. Mm, go, yeah, go ahead. I'm here. I'm here supporting, Heidi holding is the cup. More than happy. <laughs> you know, you got too much of that. Uh, yeah. So we're we're gonna cover in the mold category in this segment. I want to cover prevention and I want to cover causes for mold issues. That's good. Exciting. Now, again, you've probably heard this thing I sometimes talk about called the $10 rule and the $10,000 rule. I have, at least. Yeah. It's a good rule. There are a number of $10 or free ways to avoid having that $10,000 bill happen yes. to you. And $10 investment versus the $10,000 fix. Yeah, one of my uh, own personal stories, I just walked in my old home one day. And it kind of smelled musty to mm-hmm. me, and I couldn't figure out why. Yes. And so I went into the basement to try and follow the must smell, and I heard this water flowing. Mm, that's not a fun sound. I, yeah, I knew it wasn't good, so I went uh, looking a little further, and a plumbing line had busted. Oh, frustrating. Behind a sheetrock wall. Oh. Nobody had been home. Nobody had cut it. It had to have been a mouse or maybe it just busted. I don't know what happened. Oh. You know, speaking of $10 and $10,000 fix, you know, if it was the mouse, the $10 fix was to make sure that I didn't have mice in my house. Right. It, you know, it might have actually been because they did use a type of plumbing that is only meant for low pressure. Oh. And they ran it to, I actually had a drinking fountain in that house. Oh, how cool. They ran it to the drinking fountain, but the pressure to the drinking fountain was about 60 to 70 PSI, and that plumbing was not meant for that. So maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. So, yeah, the $10 fix would have been when the home was built, you know, and that was a few years before I moved in. But the $10 fix would would have been to have paid another $10 for the plumbing material. I hate it when people do that. Put That's the right what stuff I'm talking in. about. When people cut, take shortcuts like that to save yeah. a few bucks. And, and that bill for the remediation actually was about 10 G's. That is really frustrating. Yeah. So prevention and causes, you got that sort of thing. Another one of my mold stories, I did an inspection where I'm going to say this home was about 1974-ish and grandma had lived there And, you know, back in the day, they used to use hardwood a lot. And then somebody decided hardwood wasn't cool, so carpet was cool, and then they started putting carpet in there. And then they started ripping out the carpet, putting in tile and hardwood. (laughs) Yes. So now what happened is Grandma goes wherever she goes. I don't know if she passed away. I don't know if she moved. But they realized that they had hardwood under this old ratty carpet. I see. So the um, of course wanted to rip it out. Of course they wanted to rip it out. (laughs) And when that happened, I could see where Grandma actually had a you know one of those big leafy plants that Grandma puts in the corner. Uh huh. I don't want to say Grandma because then I'll piss off a bunch of twenty somethings that also put big leafy plants. Yeah, it could have been anybody. No age discrimination here with the plants. (laughs) Equal opportunity discriminator. 
So she was overwatering that plant, and mm. it was overflowing the pan on the bottom, and it was going straight down, and it was molding out the hardwood beneath. Molding and warping and yeah. destroying. And... and the mold actually kind of took a silhouette form that kind of looked like Abraham Lincoln to me. <laughs> So then well, the, it took on a good silhouette form. Exactly. Nice, nice mold. Yeah. So then silhouette. you got uh, Honest Abe there on the hardwood. And of course, the buyer at this point is looking at me with these huge eyes and saying, you know, oh, no mold. Yeah. And so then I have to back up and talk about some of the things I'd, I'd talked about in this podcast, which is that, you know, if things get dry and grandma's not overwatering the plant anymore then we might have uh, more of a mold history. But where that was as dark as it was, I told them probably the best thing to do was either to replace those hardwood planks to the extent that they could match them or they could grind them down mm, yeah, and just get rid of the mold on the surface. Right. So, you know, that's my Abraham Lincoln mold story. Wow. So, you know, those are the kinds of things that can cause a mold problem. I did another home where uh, these guys were not extremely careful as they were loading their dishwasher. Mm. And so there was water splashing on either side of the door if the dishwasher door is down. Right. And so that was hardwood too, and it was warping, and you know there was mold on the underside of that hardwood because uh, you got the hardwood, then beneath that you've got your floor. Right. And that water is just going to be trapped. It's going to sit there, and mold is a guarantee. You know, I know there's a big problem with that with the new laminate floorings also, because you, you mop those. If you use a lot of water, the water kind of leaks down under there and then Ooh, yeah. causes a problem with warping too. So Yeah, mopping. You know, now that you mention it, my mom used a mop on hardwood floors in the 1960 home that I grew up in. Yeah. I don't know how we didn't have mold in those. You know, they were really, I think, well-built, and the seals were tight, but you have to really be careful, use some restraint with moisture on wood flooring. Yeah, and I guess that's another one of those $10 fixes, is you use something like a damp mop or a Swiffer or something yes, like exactly, that. Yes, exactly, really. As opposed to the mop and the bucket. Exactly, a wrung out, out. wrung out sponge or something on yeah. your So you've got overwatering. Sometimes, quite often, I will see where somebody's got a sprinkler head that maybe it's placed a few feet away from the house, mm -hmm. or you've actually got the sprinkler head that's located a couple of inches away from the foundation, and it's a full circle head. Oh, that's not really wise, is it? <laughs> no. You know, but sometimes we run into those problems, like our sprinkler heads break. Mm -hmm. I had one and it broke, and I didn't know how to... I didn't know how to fix it. It just kept going in the street instead of onto the grass. Yeah. I went out there and filled with it four or five times. And yeah, we're actually going to do, we haven't done that one yet, but we're going to do a discussion on how to maintain those sprinkler heads. That would be great. We might we have need to that. do that one on video too. We, you know what we should do? We should. You should just come to my house and do a demonstration. And, and my broken one is the ideal one to use for a demonstration. Done. So in other words, you can fix it for me in the process. Podcast's <laughs> almost finished, and then we're going to start a whole new project. <laughs> Do everything again on video. You know, whether it's the sprinkler heads that are spraying the house, maybe you got uh, hoses that are causing water to get into the basement. You know, anytime you have whatever source that's causing water to get into the house, you're going to have mold in addition to the rot and termites. Then you're going to have little bugs feeding on the mold, and then you're going to have spiders feeding on the bugs, and then you're going to have spider webs. You're going to have this whole ecosystem because you wow. were so nice 
as to make your home wet. Well, you know, as much as I love spiders, you just convinced me to make sure I don't have any mold because I definitely <laughs> don't want any bugs for spiders to eat. I did an inspection, and I mentioned this one and some of the other, I think in the roof category, but I did an inspection where you had this home that was originally built in, I'm going to say, 1940. And roughly the 70s, they decided to build this addition on the backside. The original home had a pitched roof, and then on the backside, they had a flat roof. Mm. Problem is that it wasn't flat. It was actually bowl-shaped. Concave, sort of. Yeah, and so they were in the final stages of a mold remediation. They had ripped out the carpet. They had ripped out the sheetrock. They had the fan in there, and they had actually even sprayed a sealant that in this state is considered to be an important part of a mold remediation. Mm. So they were all ready to send their bill for $10,000. And they still hadn't, let me guess, fixed the roof. They still hadn't (laughs) fixed the roof. So the reason why the mold was there had not been addressed at all. (laughs) No. They were going to put the carpet back in, et cetera, and then they were going to have to start all over again. Well, it's a good thing we've got Garth to straighten out our thinking here, isn't it? So, yeah, the $10 thought, and actually it kind of comes free today, is that you need to find and eliminate the reason why the mold is there, not just Eliminate the mold. Eliminate the source. Yes. Go to the root of the problem. Yeah. Back when I was designing rocket motors, it was called the root cause. The root cause. I like that. We were instructed very carefully to make sure that we were addressing the root cause when there was a problem. (laughs) Same thing applies with mold. Hey, it applies with just about everything. Relationships, weeds, mold. Yeah, Spiders. That is true. So again, if you've got plumbing issues, I mentioned my buddy in a previous segment who actually had a drip inside his plumbing wall behind the shower. And, you know, if you got that sort of thing, you're going to have mold. As the home inspector, I actually have some macros that I use because I see certain things so many times that I get tired of typing the whole thing out. Three of those macros are DTF. DTW and DSH. So macros, huh? Yeah. So basically what I do is when I'm writing my report, like DTF, in my phone I put DTF, and then when I get back to the office, there's a macro that changes DTF into drainage toward the foundation. What is a macro? It's something that you can use with Word and a lot of other word processors. Ah, so, I've never heard of that. Yeah, okay, I was thinking, well, don't you mean acronym? But No, it's a macro. I actually a macro. run a macro and I, when I'm writing my reports. I run a macro that runs a whole bunch of other macros. It goes through and it does a search oh, for DTF. Okay, so, oh, I get it now. It's kind of it. like a program. Yeah, as you can tell, I don't know Word really super well. Or but, I don't know uh, that, but it's kind of nice because then when I have to write in drainage toward the foundation, and I'm out in the field. You don't have to write it all down. Oh, yeah. It'll transfer it for you later. And it happens so often, it happens almost on every home, that I need to write in something like drainage toward the foundation, so I'll just do DTF. Mm. And same thing with DTW, which is uh, drainage toward the window well. And another one is DSH, which means don't spray the house. <laughs> yeah, I see those so often that it's very nice for me to just put in the, you know, the DSH. And then the report kind of writes itself that way. Hmm. I think I fit all three of those categories, actually. (laughs) Yeah, and it happens so often that I've actually developed a macro that does that. So So you developed it yourself. You developed it yourself. Put it into Word. Yeah, I did. But the reason I bring that up is, you know, some things happen 
routinely at almost every house. And those three items, drainage toward the foundation, drainage toward the window well, and don't spray the house, it happened so often that it was worth it for me to write a macro about it. Too common then, huh? Very, very common. So you got that sort of thing going. You need to eliminate that. Then you're eliminating the root cause and dramatically reducing your risk of the $10,000 fix. Well, I'm feeling more normal, if not more smart. At least I know I've got people that are having the same issues I am. This is why I brought her here. She <laughs> is the normal one. <laughs> not really, but... <laughs> I am something We're all else. abnormal in our own abnormal way. Ways, right? I'll go with that. <laughs> We're going to cover remediation methods in the next segment. Let's say that somebody actually has the problem. They're, they're probably going to want to know how to remedy the problem, right? Yes, they probably are. They're probably like, get to it. <laughs> We're going to do that. <laughs> We're going to make you wait and actually go to the next segment. Right, because you have to know what your problem is before you can fix it. HomeMedicUSA.com <laughs> if you need to know about you know what materials or what guys to use. Obviously, there's a lot of shysters out there. We've talked about one flavor of we slime have, ball. Yeah, we give it to you straight and help you out so you can handle it yourself if you can, if you need to. So we'll cover that. If you need more information, homemedicusa.com, and then you just click on the mold link. There's DIY tools. There's mold remediators that are not so shysty. And I have that list there on the my website. The not so shysty list. That's right. I like that. I like the way it's you framed like, that. It's kind of like Santa Claus. Not is, so shysty. Uh, <laughs> naughty and nice list, something like that. That's right. I'll give you the nice list. You know, it would be tempting <laughs> to actually give you the naughty list too, but I'm sure that <laughs> would, would result now, in me getting you know, sued. Sometimes those are fun. Yeah. So we've been there. Let's just finish up, Heidi. All right, let's do it. You go. I think you know the words. Be yourself. Garth and I are already taken. <laughs> that is true. This is Julian McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. Have you ever wondered how to carry? I have, because mine weighs about 180. Yeah. Have you ever wondered how to care for your pets naturally, Julie? I sure have. <laughs> well, essential oils can be used in so many, such a variety of ways in caring for your pets. If you would like to know more about caring for your pets naturally, reach out to us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.